What's up, everyone? This is Rajan. Uh, continuing on from our Washington football team off-season preview podcast, particularly episode two, that was the conversation that Pat and I had where we covered what we believe to be the three biggest positions of priority for, or three biggest priority positions for the Washington football team this off-season, being linebacker, wide receiver, and quarterback from priority three to priority one. As I mentioned in the intro to part two, uh, the conversation we had ran almost two hours, so in the interest of making sure we didn't have one big-ass episode. We cut the conversation, as mentioned, um, with part two being just linebacker and wide receiver. And in this upcoming episode, you're going to hear momentarily, which is effectively part three, Pat and I talk about the most important position, obviously, for this offseason being the quarterback spot. So um, without further ado, here's our conversation about the quarterbacks. It will abruptly start because, as again, the conversation we had is we cut it basically in two-thirds and one-third. So again, I'll stop talking and on to the podcast. Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Uh, but quarterback... Um, okay. Let's one just, hour later. Let's let's run through a couple of things and get the obvious ones out of the way. Deshaun Watson is not being traded this offseason. Like unless some team ponies up uh, four or five, four uh, or five first round picks. Really? I don't I don't think he's being traded to us, but he's being traded. That's and they can't. I think they're I think they're a dick. They're big enough dicks over there. They're like no. I, then he's gonna sit out. He is yeah, gonna that's go what full I think, on I think, not play. I think he's going to do that. Like that's actually what I project out is going to happen. He's going to literally be like, no, I'm not going to play for you. And they're going to sh- cut their nose despite their face by not trading him and watching his trade value diminish as the course of the season goes on. And they're going to take a lesser value when they do trade him in like October versus what they would trading him today. Cause some team, if they didn't hang up the phone immediately, some team will pony up three or four first round picks I, I, without question. Some team would do it. Uh, I hope it's the Redskins. And it's if, they do it in October. You're starting to talk about a diminished commodity, not because of Watson being a diminished commodity, but like the, 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 the hot and heavy pursuit of him is right now. I don't think they would get the same yeah. price by trading him at that time. Fucking trade a decade worth of first round picks. I don't care. Go yeah. get him. <laughs> so I don't think Watson's available right now. I don't think Watson's going to happen. Dak Prescott is not going to happen. I don't care who we followed on Twitter or Instagram. Dude, I, I, saw, I saw on Twitter we had a chance. I don't care. Um, <laughs> He's the Dallas is going to Dallas is going to do the Kirk Cousins thing in terms of they're going to either franchise him again or they're going to either resign him or they're just going to franchise him again. So stop with Dak Prescott. It's not everything I've happen. read. Everything I've read about Dak is he's probably going to get forty million a year. In fact, I think his tag is forty million a year because they this would be the second year in a row they've had to tag him. So yeah. it is the Kirk. Like it's not might be the Kirk Cousins situation. It is the Kirk Cousins situation, which is just great because it's not us. But Knowing all of that, Dallas knows they have to pay him $40 million. They still have not apparently offered him a contract with $40 million a year. So what are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. I don't know ever what Jerry Jones is doing, but Dak's he's not leaving him. Dallas. They're not, he's not leaving. And by every account from people who are reported on the situation, I don't know what they're dragging their feet for. I don't, I don't know and I don't care, frankly, but it's never going to come brother, to Dak's, Dak's brother fucking hates Dallas. He, he wants uh, he wants him out of Dallas big time. Nonetheless, I don't think I, I just I just don't I, I, I it's more than ninety nine point nine percent chance that Dak is staying there. So we need to cut that crap out. 
right. Just for fun, though, just for fun, because we're already an hour and 15 minutes. So just and your AirPods just died. I know. I came off my AirPods. Can you hear me now? Yes, just fine. Uh, just to, because this, this is going to be a long podcast. Let's say he is free agent. Do you throw the money at him? Yeah, you have to. At that 100%. level, top eight quarterback in the NFL, you have to. I'm I, another guy. I'm loading up the bricks truck for. I'm saying, see you, Sheriff. Yeah, I you have to. If 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 Dak was available, of course. Objectively speaking, ankle injury and all. Yes, of course, absolutely. Making sure we're on the same wavelength as we yeah, get. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz. Washington did not kick that door, and thank Jesus, because I do not want any part of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is broken. He is Humpty Dumpty, and he cannot be put back together again. The Eagles will never trade him to us. I think the Eagles will trade him anywhere they can get him. They can get some value out of him, and I just don't think Washington is going to pony up whatever value that would be acceptable. Force a $30 million cap hit for the Eagles for seven straight up. Um, So that's that. Uh, so let's get to the guys who are probably a little, a little more viable and emphasis on the word little right now. It's Derek Carr was the hot topic last week. It was all over Washington, Twitter, really hotly debated. You and I semi hotly debated it. I don't think I I'm not a Derek Carr guy. I think Derek Carr is one of those classic quarterbacks that people who look at box scores and scout box scores will be like, Oh my God, look at Derek Carr. And if you ask people who watch football week after week after week, they're going to be like, take Derek Carr and take him as far away from me as possible. That's my perspective. I think he's a classic guy who will pass up 12 yards to make sure that he gets his six. Um, all the things that Washington fans used to get pissed off with about Kirk Cousins, I think are just going to be manifested in the same thing with Derek Carr. And to put a layer on all the top of this, um, which we'll finish up with, is that Derek Carr is probably not going to be traded anyway. Okay, first off, I watch football all the time. I'm not, I wasn't, not a dig at you. Not a dig at you at all. So don't you come in there. Uh, I should have had a couple of beers before this really fire this podcast. Uh, so I like Carr, uh, but probably for different reasons than um, there's a reason I like Carr. Let's put it that way. So Carr is in the last two years, he's top 10 in both QBR and EPA uh, estimated points added. Those are two very important statistics to me when looking at a quarterback. I a hundred percent, thousand percent agree with your cousin's comparison. They are like almost mirror images of each other as players, little stat stuffers here and there. Uh, but like, I would take that right now with our defense in a heartbeat. Um, the reason, the single reason I am very pro call is his contract. Um, he's got $20 million a year for the next two years, right? Neither of those years are guaranteed. We could literally cut him and it wouldn't cost us a single dollar. Um, so yeah, we'd have to give up some assets to him, but like, he's not that expensive for all things considered a decent quarterback. And if it doesn't work out, then just fucking cut him. Uh, that's why I'm so big on him. And another reason why I, I like the idea of Mariota, I don't, I don't think Mariota is that good, but he's cheap. And I'm all in on finding ways to get decent quarterback play for relatively inexpensive figures because I think it's going to be critical for us to continue to build this team. Tom Brady is a fucking outlier. He's an outlier of all outliers. Yeah. I was talking about this with my buddies today. Like everyone's like, you got to pay the quarterback, got to pay the quarterback. And like, look, if you have that good of a quarterback, you have the Peyton Manning's of the world, you freaking resign. Uh, But most of the quarterbacks that win Super Bowls are on rookie contracts because you can build talent around them. So we have to find a way to do that. And for everyone that's saying we got to resign sweat, 
in two years. We have to resign Payne in two years. Or I guess uh, Alan. Uh, we got to pay Allen right now. We got to pay Sheriff right now. Um, we don't technically have to pay Allen right now, but it'd be very prudent to pay him right now. Um, my point is that's why I like Carr. We would get above average quarterback play for relatively inexpensive, and if it doesn't work out, we're not attached to them. That's why I was kind of in Carr. I don't. Raiders want two first round for him. Give me that. Fucking so break. I think the Raiders are just asking for a, asking to be bowled over. Um, John Gruden, I, he's a terrible coach. Well, John Gruden a, is a terrible coach. I think that's the, one of the biggest uh, like jokes in the NFL right now that they think John Gruden's going to work over there, and I think it's as much a marketing ploy as it was like actual Good football. Morning thing. football was shit on him this morning. He was hilarious. Who was? Uh, Good morning football. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but. To kind of go there. So it's funny because like, yeah, I, I, the note I made was Diet Kirk Cousins. Um, it, it, the other thing I was going to say is like, you know, Derek Carr is, you'll, you'll have him. But then out of the 16 games you play in a season, 11 of them, you're like, shit, we're entering the game with the quarterback that's like worse than the other guy on the opposing field. Um, now you could say the same thing about the other guy in, I was going to say Oakland, but in Las Vegas, um, Marcus Mariota. But to me, and he's got wheels. He's interesting. And I can't believe I ever said that because I was never a big Mark on Mariota guy like in his first few years in the, in the NFL. But wheels. he, I think there's a few things about him. You mentioned the athleticism and the mobility. That's absolutely there. But one of the things I've always been a big proponent of when it comes to quarterbacks is if it never happens anymore because of the way the world works. But like if you could draft a top three quarterback and let him sit for three years and just grow up for lack of a better term, that's the ideal situation for me because like you're just understanding the difference between being a college quarterback and being a pro. Mariota had to take his lumps in Tennessee and I feel like there was somewhere else, but I'm missing that I'm not, but he had to play through a bunch of shitty teams and shitty regimes and stuff like that. A lot of people believe on the other side of that, he's grown up, he's matured, he's become kind of like the mental is caught up to the physical and stuff like that. And he's only like 27 years old. Like he's got, you know, he's young and he, there's still a lot of potential, not potential, but there's, there's upside with him. I feel like he's a little gun shy. And I feel like I've read this enough times where now I officially believe it. This is not my take. This is other people's take. I just read it enough. It sounds like he's afraid to fuck up. He definitely messed up enough now when he was in Tennessee where he's kind of scared to uh, take a chance, know, take a chance down the field, which, which could lead to check down Charlie. Uh, but, I mean, speaking of Bullock, Bullock has his own little, like, regime thing now. He's got his own little website. He's doing all this, all this stuff. Bullock was pretty pro-Mariota. Very pro-Mariota. Which kind of surprised me. Yeah. And I think to your point, um, yeah, Mariota may never be the downfield gunslinger, Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm going to – Say again? It's only $10 million. And one, he's cheap. And two, I think in a Scott Turner system where a lot of the reads are defined, there's quick outs. It's very, I hate using this term, but like West Coast offense even though it's not because North Turner was a, was a Coriel guy. But like um, just a lot of quick reads, a lot of defined reads, a lot of get the ball out, you know, after your third step or whatever. And I think the gun shy part can be alleviated with him. It's not my favorite option. One of the things I was talking about earlier was that with someone else was – I don't know how much of a real upgrade he is over like a healthy Alex Smith, recognizing a healthy Alex Smith may be an act of fiction in and of itself. But, um, but that's the I thing. Think I, it's a wash. I think you lose some of Smith's accuracy, Smith's decision-making probably. 
um, but you gain a whole lot in sheer mobility. You probably get like what Alex Smith was in San Francisco. Yeah, but if we're going to go that route, I do believe I think there's a lot of there's a lot of merit to your point about building a team with a cheap quarterback to build the other pieces. I've actually been very much a proponent of that. Like if you can win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl with a rookie a quarterback on his rookie contract, that's your ideal scenario where you can build out the rest of the team because of the caponomics, right? Um, I feel like we blitzed through this, but we've been on. Those listening, Mariota is not even like in my top three, not even probably in my top five, but he's an intriguing option. Um, two more points I want to cover. I've done a little bit of a 180 on Sam Darnold. Um, I used to be much more about like anyone saying bad things about Sam Darnold is a moron, and anyone who's criticizing the idea that Washington could or should pursue him is a moron. I'm less um, violent in that stance. I think. I still think Darnold has a ton of reclamation value. I still think in the right circumstances, he could be a very good player. I still think in the, um, with, um, with Scott Turner, he could be really, really, really good. Um, if given time to develop. Another guy that's pretty mobile. Yes. And he's very mobile. I called him big Tony Romo when he was coming out of school. Like that was a, that was my comp for him. The way he could scramble and the way he could elude in the pocket. Um, he is just, he's a little bit of a turnover machine and he makes a lot of dumb decisions that frustrate you. And I don't know how much of that can be really coached out. See, he's the hardest, he's, this is the hardest question on all quarterbacks is what is, who is Donald? Yeah. Look at, you look at his college tape, you look at his like intangibles, big, he's big, he's mobile, he's got a cannon. Um, You know, he's also played now three years in the NFL, which is a huge plus. Yep. Um, Granted for Adam Gase, which might as well be a regression, but yeah. But that, but like that's the thing is like Gase is a horrible coach. <laughs> it's a horrible human being, but a horrible, a horrible coach horrible, to boot. Horrible coach. Horrible uh, Darnold had nothing. I mean, he was handing the ball to Frank Gore. Frank Gore should not be playing in the NFL. Uh, he had one of the worst offensive lines in football. I couldn't even tell you one of their receivers. You you add all that up, and like he had no chance. Darnold was the most pressured quarterback in the NFL in 2019. Yeah, not, right? not last year, the season before. The kid had no shot to be good. Now, people shout at the rooftops, like, look at his numbers. He's not. This is why I think it's a hard conundrum. Does he have Patrick Ramsey syndrome? Like, is there is Patrick Ramsey syndrome there. That's a great. It's a, that's another big thing, right? He damaged goods. Like I that. Know. I know it got blown out of proportion a little bit, but that I'm seeing ghosts um, comment that he made against New England is very scary. Yeah, um, it's very Ramsey. Yeah, it's exactly right. Like, it's very like, is he broken? And I, I think to the point about Adam Gase, like, did he get, did he fully get broken? I also don't put much, I don't hold like the Tannehill theory. I'm not as big on Tannehill at the end of the day. Everyone keeps saying, well, well, look at Tannehill when he left. I've said in multiple He's cases, right? Like, he, he was never bad. He was never terrible. He actually had one good season. I think he had like one 4K passing season over there. Um, and I, I, he's just an outlier in terms of like how things work, right? I just, if we trade it for Darnold, I'll be the first one to be pumped because the talent is there. Uh, the talent's there. I really like his wheels. I'm very into the mobility right now, um, especially with Scott Turner and having to watch having to watch Alex Smith stand there with no mobility just soured me on pocket quarterbacks forever. Um, but like the ghost, I forgot. I totally forgot about the ghost comments that he made. I mean, Ramsey broke me as a fan. Yeah. I had such high hopes for Ramsey. I love Patty Ramsey. 
he was fucking he stood in there he took shot after shot and he was slinging it steve Spurrier killed that guy Spurrier ruined him. and i wonder if darnold is the same way like i don't I, I think there's scar tissue there and that that's a legitimate concern. And that's kind of what has t- tempered me a little bit. Um, I think it was Cooley came out and said something to the fact of like, there's, there's scar tissue. And like, I don't know if that's something that you can heal. He's also on his rookie contract. Again, another way we could just take a chance. If he works out, we move on quick. So I'll leave it at this with, to get your final thoughts as well for Sam Darnold. If the jets came to us and said, give us a two and one of your threes for Darnold. I would just, I'd fax the paperwork over if people still fax paperwork over while they're on the phone. Right. I'd be like, here's the deal. Right. What's your Venmo? Right. But if they ask for the one, I hang up the phone. See, that's where it gets tricky. Right. I I, I don't, I don't, I don't move 19. If if they ask for a one, I probably still do it. uh, Only because he's, he's cheap. Or if you want to get, if you want to get really weird, I would say, like, I'll give you a couple of ones. Give me Darnold and CJ Mosley if you want to get really weird. That's interesting because Mosley would be sick. Yes, and if it's uh, a big old need, and he's a year off of football, and I don't think Ron Rivera would care about that. Yeah, uh, I actually think Ron will probably give him kudos for the reasons he set up. Um, yeah, I don't want to go down that road because I feel like it's going to add another thirty minutes to this. Yeah, uh, I probably probably do it. Uh, I'm, all right, so if it's two and three, I don't like to your point. I, you know, I'm fucking done. Um, that's like draft day stuff. Um, I'd probably do it for a one, but I wouldn't give more. Yeah, I'm reluctant on the one, and I know it's that's a mid one at the end of the day. Like, look what the Rams are doing. Like, I don't even care about the first anymore. As long as it doesn't like with Darnold, I don't want to sacrifice future assets. Because you're going to need him to put put to put them around him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I go back and forth on Darnold a lot. There's the days where I'm like salvage value, talent. You top three pick should have been number one. Could have been number one overall. All of those things. And there's days where I'm like you know, Patrick Ramsey syndrome, exactly as you put it. So I don't I know. Go, I just I'd go for Darnold is if they were like give us a one in like one of your sevens. I'd be like, all right, here you go. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then finally, to kind of put a pin on on the free agent guys, um, Jameis Winston's not coming here. I know there was a, a healthy portion of the Washington fan base who was clamoring for him. I don't know why. Jameis Winston hasn't met a turnover he's not willing to make. And That's more important, leader. he's not leaving New Orleans. They're, they're actually going to re-sign him to hedge in case Taysom Hill is not the quarterback, which I'm not 100% sure that he is. So. Well, I mean, that's smart because they need cheap quarterbacks. Cause speaking of cap hell, they're in fucking cap hell. Um, and – You've joked about this plenty of times, but this moves us to the draft, and we could spend another hour on this one, which we'll try not to. So I'm going to say this, and going back, promoting the mock draft again. um, There's going to be three quarterbacks taking the top five picks. No question whatsoever. At least three quarterbacks in in, in the top five picks. There's just – again? It's going to be soft. It's going to be three in the top three. They're all going one, two, three. I could see that right now. I don't think Miami, unless if Miami holds on to three, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. Like that would be a little counterproductive, but there's plenty of reasons to believe that Miami's going to trade out. Trading, drafting number three overall, the Washington football team. Take them to three. That's expensive. I think we can move. If we were to pull that type of deal, we could move up to in the five to seven range. Um, I threw that Twitter poll out there. If Detroit comes to us at seven, Detroit comes to us at seven and says, 
one, two, and one of your threes to move up from 19 to seven. And one of Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Trey Lance are available. Um, who, would you do the deal? And it was interesting. It was very, it was like a 55-45 split. 55% towards yes. Um, I still have to do my full analysis a little bit, but I will say this, that if we're sitting at seven and it's Zach Wilson or Trey Lance is available at seven, I say, how fast can I get you the paperwork before you hang up the phone? Fuck yeah, let's go get him. Right. I like Justin Fields a lot. I'm a little worried about him. We'll save that conversation for another day. But uh, the other two guys, man, fun I am, shit. I am like, I am, I'll stand on this table. I will, I, I'll dedicate a full hour podcast to it. I don't care if it's Lance. I mean, Lance is my number one option here. Um, if Fields is available, um, if um, Wilson. Wilson is available, like you've got to go get one of them. And I know Ron's kind of played like don't risk, don't mortgage your future. He's also said things like I'm here to win now, um, you know, things of that nature. Dude, you've got to go get one of those guys because I've harped on it for the last 15 minutes. They're fucking cheap. Heineke re-signed today for two years, $8.75 million, $8. million. He's literally only making a million dollars. Kyle Allen's going to cost us less than a million dollars. We can have a quarterback room for 40 years that is like – Less than $5 million five, a year. $5 million. And that means – that does mean we can re-sign Payne and Allen. Like we can re-sign all of those dudes. And Sweat and Young and but all – The whole team's built. It's got oh. – there's this dude on Twitter. Um, I actually really like the stuff they do. It's called – they're called the Burgundy Zone. I've seen um, them. Yeah, they, they do some – so if you're listening to this dude, you do good stuff. Um, but today I adamantly disagreed. He was going all in about how um, he was like, the re-signing of Heineke basically means we won't be trading up uh, or in on the Watson stuff. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, if anything, it makes us more. I was going to, I, I agree more with you. Because Smith is gone. Anyone who thinks Smith is not, is on our team next year. I'll, I don't know what I was about to say. I'll bend my money, but that's not going to happen because that's scary. Um, and I'm about to have a kid. Uh, Smith's getting cut. He's going to get put, cut with a post-June 1 fucking designation. Designation, whatever it is, which saves us, I think, more than $14 million. Um, that money goes straight to Sheriff. Straight to him. Here you go. Save this money. Take it. Go get Lance. Go get Wilson. Go get Fields. Have a $5 million less quarterback for the next – and don't give me shit about like, oh, look what happened to Haskins. That, speaking of outliers, Haskins is an outlier. Yeah. Uh, like, go get one of these dudes because Russell Wilson, what what he do? He won Super Bowl in his second year because his defense was sick. Um, Rodgers won when he, – he wasn't on his rookie contract, but he hadn't – Rodgers was his third year of starting. Yeah, but he hadn't done a whole lot because he sat for so long. Um, people, Three full seasons. Mahomes, what do he do? He won on his rookie contract. Now, granted, they got there this year, but like they have problems now because their money is all in uh, receiver, tight end, and, and uh, although they they resigned Frank Clark for a big big sum. Look at look at what happened. Russell is such a good example of this. Sorry, I'm on kind of a high horse here. Uh, he won as a second year quarterback. Got second back, got back his third year. They they throw the the boat at him. And they've won like two playoff games since. Teams that win are well built. And the way to build good teams is to have a cheap quarterback on a rookie contract and you build around. And the window like, is small. 
It's very small. And it's it sucks because, like, the chances of hitting on a quarterback are so slim. But in the NFL, like, if you told me, would you draft a quarterback every single year until you hit? Fuck yeah, I would. I would do it every year. Until there's been that hypothetical, and it's a very valid thing because when you hit, you're set. Like, it, it, you're instantly going to win seven games almost without thinking. And we're in this weird world where we've actually done pretty well in the draft the last few years, and now our team is ready to compete. We hit with a quarterback, and, and dude, we are flying. With two guys behind you that are $2 million total that can win a game in a pinch. I know you said what you just said in terms about the, what the quarterback room is going to look like next year. I have a terrible feeling that Alex Smith is the opening day starter. No, dude, he's gone. I, I, I don't know. I think the if you read the tea leaves, it feels like they're leaving the door open for him in case he's kind of like the rebound girlfriend in a will that if we don't get anybody else or we don't have any other dates to the prom, we know you're going to be there. And I feel like there may not be anyone else left because I don't think they're going to go chase Ryan Fitzpatrick or any of those available, any of those guys. And I don't know if anyone else is there. I think, and if and we may not know if Darnold's available until like March or April. And I don't know if they're going to wait that long, although they may. And I think that's really all that's left. I just I, I think Ron knows. I'm he, not disagreeing he, with you that Smith could be cooked or should be cooked. He referenced a conversation. He's like, I had a conversation with, with Alex that'll stay between us, and I think that conversation went very much like, "Don't expect to be here." Knowing Rivera, some of the precedent from before, it, that would not be overly surprising. You can't. There, like one, Alex, if you're listening to this, fucking retire. Make please thing. retire. I don't want to see your leg fall off. Just please. Fall off. Two, separation of church and state. You got to look at the business of her feelings. Like it makes too much business sense not to cut him or to cut him. Excuse me. So see ya. Snip, sip. I don't want. I don't want to read another story about his comeback and oh how wonderful. Move on. I don't want to see him play elsewhere either. But I don't want to see him continue to like drag himself out there and put it, subject himself to a worse situation. Um, we'll talk much more about the quarterback situation because there'll be much more to talk about. So we'll leave it there considering how the duration of this current episode. Um, thank you everyone for who's gone this far. Um, we will definitely talk to you. We'll have a lot of, we have some fun stuff that we have planned for the course of the off season. Of course, there's going to be the regular check-ins that we're going to have as far as stuff that's going on, especially Ooh, when the agency starts. These are working on, working on a surprise celebrity. Working on a surprise Washington football celebrity. Asking gear on. Yeah. We're working on it. But he has tentatively committed to appearing. So super excited about that. I read it as he will do it. We just need to find a time. Exactly. Um, We will leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening. Keep an eye out for that announcement. But until then, we will definitely talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.